So you can run all the races and still make progress towards your goals as long as you're not racing all the races. It might be a subtle distinction, but there's a distinction there. Episode 865 of Diz Runs Radio is a quick tip episode. Today's quick tip, get out of your own way. Hey guys, uh, real quick before we dive into today's episode, we're going to take a quick second and thank Jackie for jumping on board the Patreon train recently, supporting the show, supporting um, supporting what we got going on here by sending a few uh, proverbial cups of coffee my way each and every month. Uh, certainly appreciate it. And uh, I, I know I talk about Patreon a fair bit, at least once or twice a month on the show. Um, but, uh, you know, so I'm not going to get into it too much today. If you want to support the show financially, that's a great way to do it. Um, and you also can be part of the book club, earn some, some credits, some, uh, some points, if you will, towards other free stuff, free coaching, free swag, free, this, free, that free books, you know, books, plural, because eventually there's going to be another book. Hint, hint. Um, more, mostly hint, hint for myself. Not, not, not any uh, exclusive information here. Not, not dropping any bombs here. Uh, just hint, hint for myself that like I need to get cracking on marathons and metaphors. Um, and when I do, you know, some patrons might uh, might be able to say, "Hey, send me one of those for free, and I'll be happy to do it because of the points that they accrue via the support that they provide." So, uh, if you want to check out the details, you want to find out more information, you want to jump on board ye old Patreon train. Uh, Patreon.com slash Dizruns is the link. And, uh, it's much appreciated to those that are, that are, that have been on board for a while, the, those that were on board and have gotten off, um, whatever those have thought about it and maybe we'll get on board in the future. Any and all support certainly appreciated. So Jackie, thank you so much for uh, jumping on board. I certainly, certainly appreciate it. So today talking about kind of a little bit of self-sabotage, getting in your own way on the path to success. And, and this is something that as I, as I was going through writing the post that goes with today's episode, I was like, gosh, I've talked about this stuff a lot over the years. At least I feel like I have, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's more in my mind that I've talked about this. Uh, or maybe it's more you know, on the coaching side of things with individual, you know, conversations or individual back and forth. But I feel like this is, these are some topics that aren't new yet. I feel like there may be the topic, the type of topics that need to be talked about fairly regularly to keep top of mind because it's easy to start kind of getting in our own way to start putting some obstacles up because let's, let's not kid ourselves, you know, success in your running goals or success in anything really. Um, it's, it's never easy, right? If, if it was easy, it'd be no big deal. It, you know, if it was just, if it was just some ho-hum, nothing goal, then, you know, those are the ones that are, that, that you don't think twice about, but those big goals you have, the big PRs, um, you know, the new distances, whatever it might be, uh, again, running related, and this obviously goes on well outside of the running life as well. You know, most often those goals are a little bit tricky. They're a little bit challenging. They're the types of things that sometimes take months, years, decades of work to, to be successful. And along the way, there's going to be obstacles. What gets me, and, and I, I say this as somebody who recognizes that I do this to myself as well. What gets me is when we put more obstacles in our path and we make it harder for ourselves to reach the mark, reach the end goal successfully. And, and it happens to all of us. And, and what really kind of spurred this idea, the, the idea of, of putting this on the content calendar and, and, and bringing this episode to life was, uh, you know, my, my darling daughter, who I, I talk about fairly regularly, I throw under the bus, maybe a, maybe a little more often than I should, uh, in the email list and the, the, the emails that I send out. But, uh, you know, I've just been, been noticing her, uh, recently ish doing everything she can at bedtime to like avoid laying in bed and falling asleep. 
right? Which I mean, I guess that's what kids do, right? When you're when you're six years old, which which she just turned six not too long ago. When you're six years old, like going to sleep is the worst thing, right? Because you might miss something. You might miss out on some exciting something. Like life is happening and you're asleep and you're missing it. Um, oh, to be young again and, and and you know have the opportunity to sleep for twelve hours a night, right? But uh, you know, when when we put her to bed, it's like every night, it's like. I need to go to the bathroom. I need to get a drink. I need to get a new book. I need, can you, can you do this? Can you do that? Can I ask this question? Can we play this game? Like a thousand different things. And you can just tell the kid is so tired. She just needs to fall asleep. If she would just lay in the bed for five minutes and just try to be, be calm, she'd be out like a daggum light. But instead we're up playing this game for an hour. It seems like every single night. And ultimately what she's doing is she's she's getting in her own way of falling asleep. Like she's she's making it harder for herself to be successful in falling asleep. And so that, that that might be a little bit of a stretch to get to what we're talking about today, but that was kind of what triggered it in my mind, or at least kind of put the idea in my head to start talking about this stuff. And again, some things that maybe we've talked about in the past here and there. I don't know that I've ever talked about them all in one place. If I have, if this ends up being more of like a best of ish episode, well, I'm sorry, didn't mean to, didn't mean for it to be. But uh, again, some things that I think we could all use reminders of. Some good reminders for me just in putting this together, hopefully will be some good reminders for you. So let's go with a few examples from the world of running that, that will at least help you to maybe get your gears turning. You know, in no way am I saying that these are the only, I think, five areas where we might get in our own way and our path towards, you know, successfully reaching our running goals. But I think that, you know, just like anything, right? Like the, the ways where we create obstacles for ourselves, they're unique. They're unique to each of our situations. There might be some general umbrellas, but ultimately, if you want to stop making it harder for yourself to be successful in running or anything, you need to take a little look at what you're doing. Take a little look in the mirror, reflect a little bit, analyze what you've got going on, um, and then try to try to, to make some of those changes or, or make some adjustments so that you stop sabotaging yourself. And here are five fairly common ways I think that that probably all of us can relate to at least one probably two maybe all five uh, but these are kind of to help you get your gears turning to help you start that that looking inside yourself process so in no particular order although the first two are things that I've definitely talked about a lot but they're important so I'm going to keep talking about it. And the first one meaning that your training is neither easy nor hard most of the time it's just meh all right now now before you tune out and be like, oh God, here goes Diz on his little soapbox about heart rate training again, which maybe there's going to be a little bit of that. But I, I do want to, to, to make one thing clear that I don't know that I make clear often enough because, you know, kind of talking in general, generalities um, on the podcast, and it's going to be different for each person, right? As far as how much easy versus how much hard you need to do or should do based on your goals, based on, on you know, the the what, what you kind of enjoy about running. Like if, if running easy all the time just sucks the life out of it, out of running, then maybe that's not the best thing for you. But for the most part, across the board, the science is pretty clear. The physiology doesn't, uh, doesn't discriminate that most of the time we should be running at an easy level. Now, again, if you want to get into heart rate and get all into the weeds, as far as what your exact heart rate needs to be, I support that idea. I don't demand it, but your easy runs need to be easy. And most of your runs should probably be easy. And when I say should probably, I pretty much mean they should be. Okay. When you go hard and yes, in all levels of heart rate training, all levels of effort-based training principles, there's a time and a place to go hard. 
Okay? But when you go hard, you should go hard. And if most of your easy runs kind of aren't really easy, they're kind of in that gray area, they're in that meh area, well, it, may, it makes it pretty hard. Like, your body isn't equipped then to go hard because you're never going easy enough. Like, you're always draining a little bit of energy out when you go too hard on those easy runs. As opposed to if you're keeping them easy enough, like, your your reservoir kind of builds up. You're getting some, some you know, you're, you're building your base. You're building your aerobic fitness. You're not tapping into that high-end fitness stuff, uh, you know, as far as reserves and muscle strength and all that kind of good stuff. So that when you do go hard, whether it's once a week, whether it's every other week, once a month, or if it's like me, maybe once a quarter, but whatever it is, whenever you go hard, you're ready to go if you're keeping your easy runs easy. And by doing that, you're getting the benefit of the easy runs and you're also getting the maximum benefit of the hard runs. But if everything's kind of in the middle, if there's not a lot of discrepancy in your paces, if everything's just kind of meh, well, you're not getting much of the benefit from either end of the spectrum. So, you know, one area that you might be making your progress, you might be slowing down your own progress, making it a little bit more difficult to keep moving forward towards your goals is if your easy runs aren't easy enough and your hard runs aren't hard enough. If you're kind of running that middle ground, you might kind of feel like you're spinning your tires. Okay. So work towards maybe getting a little bit more disparity, keeping those easy runs real easy, really pushing it on the hard runs. And you might be surprised how much that starts to move you forward. Uh, maybe in a little bit shorter time than you might think. So that's one area. What's another area that we make it harder for ourselves? Again, another one that I've, I've talked about more than a few times, it's overlooking the little things, right? It's not getting enough sleep. It's not fueling your body with, with the right things for you. And, and this isn't where the time or the place to get into, you know, is that fat adapted? Is it high, high carbs? Is it vegan, paleo, whatever? Like eat good food, eat healthy food. Okay. If, if you got, if you have some other constraints, some things that seem to work better for you, great. We might get into some more diet talk soon. I've had a lot of, and this isn't one of those douchey, like I get a lot of questions from you guys. Like really have had some, some good questions about diet and nutrition. And, and maybe it's something I'm going to dive into a little bit more at the risk of touching the third rail. This isn't the day for that. All I'm saying is make sure you're taking your care of yourself on the food front. All right. Make sure you're hydrating. Well, again, getting to sleep, doing the, the strength work, doing the recovery work, the, the stretching, the foam rolling, the massage stuff, things like that to keep your body strong, to keep your body healthy. Because if you're not, if you're letting all those little things slide because you're like, eh, you know, it's not no big deal. You're more likely to break down. You're more likely to have issues, injury issues, weaknesses, um, imbalances, the types of things that, that, again, don't mean that you can't be successful towards your goals, but it makes it harder to be successful in the pursuit of your goals. So take care of the little things. Make it a, make it a priority. Make it a, make it a point to do that kind of stuff that we all know we need to do yet. You know, sometimes we'd rather stay up late watching TV or playing candy crush, or maybe even doing something, reading a book, doing some, some, you know, personal development work, whatever. Those things are all great and keep doing those things, but maybe not at the sacrifice of getting, you know, five hours of sleep instead of seven hours of sleep or something like that. So take care of yourself, take care of the little things. Another one on the list of ways that we make our lives a little bit more difficult than they need to be. When it comes to, uh, you know, trying to make progress towards our goals and this one, I'm very much specific to running, but running all the races, you know who you are. There's a few of you out there. I know because I coach a few of you and I'm, I'm assuming that there's probably a few that I don't coach as well that run all the races. You, you obviously right now you're not running any of the races, but, um, in a normal year, in a normal environment, I know folks that have races, you know, if not 
two weekends a month, sometimes three weekends a month, sometimes four weekends a month, month after month after month, especially in the summer months when there's, when there's all kinds of races, there's all kinds of local short races. There's some bigger races. There's some trail races. There's some, uh, OCR type of events. I mean, there's all the things, right? And I'm not against running races. I'm not against getting out there with, you know, hundreds, thousands of other people having the excitement, the enthusiasm, the officialness, is officialness a word? I don't know. But having having it anyway, having the officialness, I'm not against it. Maybe not right now in the world of COVID, but you know what I mean. I'm not against running all the races. But the problem can be, and often is, if you're trying to really push yourself hard in all of those races, it can really slow down your progress because you're not able to get week after week of good, steady building type of training work in. Because every week or two, you've got a race coming up. And even if it's quote unquote only a 5k or a 10k, which you, you know, you can, you can absolutely get away with hammering a 5k pretty much every weekend during the summer if you want to. But if your goal is to be PR ready for the marathon in the fall and you're spending 10, you know, uh, of the June, July, and August of the, let's just say 12 weeks in those three months or 12 weekends in those three months, if you're racing seven of them, eight of them, which I know that's not uncommon. You're racing 5Ks or 10Ks on seven of those, seven or eight of those those 12 weekends. It's kind of hard to really build good long run progression in there. Even if you're like, oh, I'll just race the 5K on Saturday and then I'll do my long run on Sunday. All right, great. But now you're hitting that that long run with tired legs. So it's going to be even more of a struggle for you to to get a good, solid intelligent workout in as far as the right levels of effort, not beating yourself up too much to then be, be fatigued for the next week. I mean, it's, it's, it's doable. It's possible, but it's more difficult. It's more difficult. And then obviously you start getting longer races in there. You get into maybe the, the fall or the spring race season. It's like, I got a half this weekend and a full that weekend and a, and a 30 K this weekend. It's like, well, damn, like when, when are you going to recover from any of these races to then train for a few weeks to then be ready for the next? Like, it's just, it just doesn't, always work out. Now, again, am I saying you shouldn't run all the races? No. All I'm saying is that as you're working towards a big, bigger goal, having races on, on back to back to back weekends like that can make it a little bit more difficult to, to do what it takes to get towards your, your end goal end goal. All right. So just something to think about. You know, if you want to sign up for a bunch of races, cool, but maybe sign up for four races with the intention of only racing one of them. Or incorporating those races into your your training plan. So you know, going back to, to all the five Ks, maybe you run one of the one of five K a month, you run it hard. As far as like you race it. That's that's the goal for that weekend is to just get out there, hammer that five K. But maybe the rest of the weeks, you use that as part of your long run. Maybe, maybe you use it as, you know, like you've got you've got fifteen miles on the schedule today, so you go out and, and you run twelve miles before the start of the race, and then you just kind of settle in and just cruise, run with a friend, talk, have a good time, no no worries about the time. Just just basically keep those last three miles as part of, you know, just easy three miles as the last part of your fifteen mile long run. Or maybe you incorporate it into a, into a strategic workout. So you're doing uh easy hard easy. So you start out with with five miles easy. Then you run your, your three miles uh, of the 5k and then another couple miles hard after that. And then a, a handful of miles easy at the end is a cool down or you make it a fast finish. So you get your 10 miles in before the 5k starts and then you hammer the last three miles of your workout as a fast finish for your long run. There's ways to incorporate those races into your training 
without just treating each of them as a standalone race, which can help you to keep moving forward, help use, use those races to move forward intelligently. So there's or not intelligently strategically is the word I'm looking for there. So you can run all the races and still make progress towards your goals. As long as you're not racing all the races, it might be a subtle distinction, but there's a distinction there and something to keep in mind. Because again, those of you that like to do all the racing things, I know that as soon as we come out of this, this COVID situation, hopefully sooner rather than later, and all of the races are back, all of the races that got postponed will be back on the calendar, plus all the other races that'll be, be popping up. I know some of you clowns are going to be double dipping your races even on the same weekend, let alone multiple races per month. So just be smart with the races that you're running in 2021 and beyond, and that you're still able to keep moving progress towards your goals. All right. Or just run all the races. That's fine. And just trust that you're not going to make as much progress as you, as you would in your overall fitness and overall progress as a runner, because you're not getting good, solid training mixed in very likely because you're constantly in race and recovery mode. Something to think about, something to think about two more to go before we wrap up today. Um, the next, the next way that we make it a little bit harder for ourselves to keep moving forward, to keep making progress towards our goals is by having a little bit of shiny object syndrome and, or having a little bit of lack of patience for the different things that we try. So what, what I mean by this is that, you know, there's, there's a lot of different ways to get to, to be successful in running different training philosophies. I mean, you know, when it comes to like the main principles, they're, they're pretty much uniform, but you know, there's, there's different methods. There's different styles to get there, you know, maybe changing, working on changing your form a little bit or just different, different things that are all out there that are all talked about that we've talked about before. I've talked about before there's different options, right? But if you're always searching for the latest and greatest and, and switching to the latest and greatest, it's kind of hard to make any progress. Right. If you, if you see every shiny object you see, you chase that. Oh, I'm doing this thing. But now, now Diz talked about this. I'm going to go, I'm going to go try this, this style of training or this, this method. And then you, you're into that for a couple of weeks and you hear something else on another podcast. Oh, I'm going to go try that. I'm going to try this and I'm going to try that. And you're always bouncing around. It's kind of hard to, to like actually see if one, which, which of those things might work best for you. Because you just you're never in one place long enough, or never sticking with one thing long enough for the results to to either show themselves or for it to prove that hey, this isn't the right thing for me. So, picking a style of training, picking um, a goal to work for, work toward, and sticking with it for several weeks, preferably several months, before you make any rash decisions to change it all up, it's a good idea. It's a good idea. And again, it kind of goes to shiny objects and lack of patience because sometimes we'll make a change, but it takes, it may take months to see the, the, the fruits of that change. You know, talking about my, my heart rate training saga journey, whatever you want to call it. I mean, I started that back in, in 2017, right? December, 2017, I started down this, this pretty hardcore, pretty militant, um, maybe not militant, but pretty, pretty rigid heart rate training philosophy, basically the Maffetone method, right? And here we are two and a half years later. And I'm like, yeah, it's, it's really working now, but it's taken two and a half years. I mean, I, I, there were signs of progress at two months, at six months, at 12 months, but it was small signs. Like, like get, get your, get your magnifying glass out signs of progress. Now, if I look back to, to now, to where I was in, in January of 2018, I'm like, oh man, night and day, but it's taken 30 months for that to happen. 
All right? Now, one thing I don't often lack for is a lack of patience. Thankfully, sometimes, although sometimes it's a, it's a little bit of an issue. I wait too long for things, and when I, if I would just, you know, maybe make a follow-up phone call or something like that, we'd get things moving a little bit quicker. But I'm like, ah, oh, you know, I'm, I'm sure that they're busy. They'll, they'll get it taken, taken care of, and, you know, sometimes that, that gets me in, in trouble. But when it comes to my training stuff, having patience is a good thing. So have that patience. Now, again, is there a time and a place to tinker a little bit, to make a little adjustment, a little tweak along the way? Absolutely. You know, when it comes to fueling, maybe that's a, a, a something that you, you, you're, you're always kind of experimenting with and trying different things. But it's not maybe a, a major overhaul. It's a little, a little tweak here, what to eat beforehand, what to eat afterwards, those types of things. Is there a time and a place to overhaul things? Absolutely. You know, I, I overhauled my diet, overhauled my training philosophy. Couldn't be more happy at this point. But in any event, you got to give those, you got to give those changes that you're making, whether they're big or small, you got to give them time to see if they're going to play out before you're just like, ah, nope, this doesn't work on to the next thing. Well, maybe it would have worked if you would have given it a fair shake, but you know, two weeks, three weeks, a month for some things, that's enough time to tell. Sometimes once is enough, but sometimes you need to, you need to let it go a few times before you, uh, uh, dismiss it and move on to the next thing. So that, that chasing of shiny objects and having a lack of patience, that's an area where we can definitely make it harder for ourselves if we're not careful because we might have the right thing for us, but we don't give it time to develop. We don't give it time to, to ripen, if you will, into that luscious fruit that it could be. It's a terrible metaphor, but it works. It works. Last but not least, one area where we make it harder for ourselves to be successful in the pursuit of our goals sometimes is by setting the wrong goals and, and, I don't mean that there are, are wrong goals. Like you do you, boo. You know, if there's, there's something you want to do, you want to run this distance, that distance, you want to do triathlon, you want to do duathlon, you want to do strength training stuff, but you know, uh, powerlifting, uh, physique competitions, whatever, like whatever you want to do, you do it, do it. There's, there's nothing wrong with any of those types of goals, any of those types of ambitions. However, if you're going to have multiple goals, which most of us probably do. Some goals work better in tandem with others than than some of the other options, right? So of the things I mentioned, maybe you you want to maybe you still have that goal of of you know qualifying for Boston, just a common goal. Not not that you have to have that goal, but a pretty common goal for a lot of runners, right? I want to qualify for Boston. I also want to do an Ironman. Okay, well those aren't exactly the same goals, but you can you can work towards an Ironman. And training for that and getting in the pool, getting on the bike, building your overall fitness. And that can help you move forward towards your Boston qualifying goal as well. Right? Like those, those are not diametrically opposed. They might not be on the same, same exact path, but they're moving in the same direction. So that's, that's a, 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 an example of setting goals that work well together. But you want to become a power lifter. Cool. Awesome. And you also want to want to break four hours for the first time in the marathon. Okay, also awesome. But those two goals are kind of on different ends of the spectrum, right? Like in order to continue to get stronger and to build your system towards the powerlifting side of things, you're probably not going to be running 20, 30, 40 miles a week. Like you might be doing in the pursuit of your goal to break four hours for the first time in the marathon or to Boston qualifier or to whatever your running goals might be. Right? You're probably doing a lot of like short interval type of, of sprint type of stuff on the powerlifting side. That's kind of more explosive type of cardio. Maybe not a lot, but you're going to like, that's what your cardio is going to be. 
Your cardio is not going to be two and a half, three hour long run every Saturday morning. Not for, not for developing your, your power lifting and building muscle mass. So neither of those goals are bad in isolation, but they don't exactly work real well together. As you make more progress towards the one goal, you kind of moving yourself away from the other goal. So, you know, if, if you ever really get serious about one or the other, you, it, it's hard to do both. So that's where setting some of the wrong goals maybe maybe don't work together. Again, not that they're wrong. They just don't complement each other very well. So being, being, again, strategic about the goals that you're setting beyond just that one main goal. Maybe it's the goals you're setting that are um, the shorter-term goals. Are they still moving you in the, in the same general direction? Or are they things that are kind of, again, not, not nothing wrong with them, but moving you in, 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 oh, farther away from some of those bigger goals? So, so think about the goals you're setting. And if you want to change course, change course. Nothing wrong with that. But don't keep holding on to two goals that are on different ends of the spectrum and think that you can work both towards both of them simultaneously. Because you might be able to, but boy, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. You're going to be putting several obstacles in your way instead of trying to get out of your own way and, and make things go a little bit easier. So again, not, not trying to, to cast any stones because I'm guilty of uh, several of these things, um, at least have been in the past, maybe getting a little bit better on, on some of them. Although no surprise to anybody, I call myself out on it all the time, right? The little things one, I'm guilty on that front. I could definitely get out of my own way in the little things by doing the little things. All right. So maybe you've got one or two that, that really resonate with you. Maybe all four or five of them. In any event, as we're working towards our goals, whatever they might be. Again, for most of them, for most of us, our goals aren't slam dunks. They're not easy to achieve. They're things that require some work that require us to push ourselves, to, to stretch our boundaries, to get to the edge and, and move beyond it a little bit, to do more, whatever more is to you. But the moral of that story, meaning it's going to be difficult. It's not going to be easy. It's already going to be hard. Life already has a, has a tendency of getting in the way anyway. Don't make it more difficult by getting in your own way. At least try not to. You, you may, some of it might be impossible to avoid. But the fewer additional hurdles that you can put in your way towards whatever your running goals are, the, the smoother sailing you're going to have to get to that end goal and then move on to the next thing. Work smarter, not harder. Yeah, I guess that applies. But just, you know, don't make it more difficult than it has to be. Because there's no bonus points, right? Like, you don't get extra points because it was so much more of a challenge because of X, Y, and Z thing that, that you kind of sabotaged yourself. Keep moving in the direction you're trying to move. Keep doing so kind of trying to be intelligently, at least strategically. Make sure you're staying out of your own way, all right? All right. So what do you think about today? Let me know at DizRuns on Twitter, at DizRuns on Instagram. You can also head over to the show notes today. And uh, we got some memes. We got some gifs. We certainly got some links. Uh, it, actually, like I said, I feel like I've talked about most of these before. So we got links back to past episodes. Uh, do you want to dive into any of these topics a little bit more uh, deeply? We got links there as well. Uh, DizRuns.com slash 865. DizRuns.com slash 865 is the link back for the show notes for today. And we also got the comment bar down there at the bottom of the page. You can leave your thoughts and feedbacks and takeaways there. Uh, once again, Jackie, thank you for jumping on board the Patreon train. Certainly appreciate you. And we got room for more. So if anybody else wants to jump on board, Patreon.com, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash DizRuns. And uh, if not, no worries. There's, there's so many other ways you can support the show. One of the easiest 
is to just hit the share button. Like whatever, if you're listening to this on the, on, on an app on your phone, there's a, there's that little share button right there. You know what it looks like. It's a little, little arrow, uh, coming out of the square. Usually you hit that share button. You can send it via text. You can post it to social media. Um, all of the above, send an email, send a smoke signal, whatever works for you works for me. If you're willing to share it, I appreciate it. If not, no worries. Just come back and listen next time. And that's good enough for me. So until then, y'all, please be well, take good care. Thank you again for uh, your time and attention today. Until next time, y'all be well. See you.